All right, guys and girls, welcome to another episode of Shabu Tours. It is February and there is love in the air, or so they tell us. Love. We are love. I am Misha. I'm Ayi. I'm Angela. And today we are going to be talking about… By the way, guys, girls, and everything in between. Stupid. Guys, girls, Be everything inclusive. in between. Yes, we don't want Angela to be left out. Fresh of the morning air. <laughs> Stupid. On second thought, I, I actually don't mind leaving him out of this one. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, you started it. Nang mainlaba ko sa'yo, kakipag-ibig mo kay tunay. Okay. Pero di… Sorry. Never mind. <laughs> Great. Para kang stinks. Oh, gali mo yung nakakastinks. Today, not, we're going to be talking that. about some Better of be... the… Never. <laughs> some of the rom-coms that have filled our screens over the past few years. Because everybody's got… When you ask people about their favorite rom-coms, a lot of the same answers come up. Things like Love Actually and stuff like that. So today, we're going to go into… Some more recent rom-coms and talk about the ones. Are you that... calling us old? No, I'm not calling anybody old. I'm just saying there's been some new stuff. He's just saying that we're knowledgeable in the realm of rom-coms. Mm, are, we? <laughs> are we? Are we? Are okay, we? Okay, okay. Best to touch some rambles. Let's go with rom-coms that were released from 2010 onwards. Okay, there okay. we go. That's our bottom line. 2010 onwards. Roll the music. Okay, so what is it about rom-coms? Why do people watch these things? I mean, I, I remember… The, the, there was this one time that my father was supposed to take my mom to go see uh, my best friend's wedding. I had to be drag kicking and screaming all the way to the cinema. And in the end, I actually enjoyed the damn thing. So what is it about rom-coms? Why do people watch them? What do you guys like about them? Because it's wish fulfillment. I don't like them. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Just gonna be honest. It's not my first option to watch. I mean, if it's there, okay. But I rarely like go out of my way to watch rom-coms. It's my guilty pleasure. <laughs> you got a lot of guilty pleasures. You know what? I, I love this. I love this quote Actually, it's not by... even a guilty pleasure because I would admit to liking rom-coms. Yeah. That it, I remember this quote by Dave Grohl or something. It's like, fuck guilty pleasures. If you like something, just like it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Something I mean, it's like pleasure. that. Yeah. Straight up pleasure. Mm-hmm. I, I, I have to admit though, I am not crazy about the super sentimental schmaltzy ones. I like I, I like a little bit of irony in my in my rom-coms. Because you know, no no, no nobody lives a fairy tale. Yeah. yeah. Something that's I, more grounded. Mm-mm. I think early on Or um, sarcastic. Yeah. <laughs> early on, I I don't know if I was already jaded early on or that I just realized that none of this shit happens in real life. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it's not really something I, you know, grow, grew up to like. So it's just, I, it used to just be like some ritual with my mom because my mom would enjoy it. And, mm-hmm. and it, I just thought of it as some sort of bonding activity, something to watch with my mom. But then we grew out of it, I guess. Maybe when Julia Roberts star- stopped um, starring in a lot of them, my mom mm-hmm. kind of stopped too. She so was into is, the, uh, 
whole Julia era. Yeah, she was into this whole era of Julia Roberts and um, who else was a big uh, Kate Hudson. My mom loved her too, so we definitely watched a lot of those rom coms. So America's mm. sweethearts during that time. I yeah. like America's sweethearts. Yeah, like, around that. Catherine Zeta Jones was also part of that group of you know, but <laughs> I guess. Yeah, but diverse. these are like these are like the old ones we won't be talking about today. Yeah. <laughs> yes. yes. Let's talk about more recent stuff from 2010 onwards. So who wants to go first? I mean, Anjo, it's your pleasure. Is my pleasure. Mm-hmm. Uh, hmm. Okay. First, first thing that comes to mind that I really enjoyed was um, uh, Trainwreck with Amy Schumer. Oh yeah. <laughs> that, yeah. that, that was just like that was a lot of fun. That was that was great. the one movie that made me think like John Cena can fucking act and LeBron James surprisingly can <laughs> act. I was like, ah, yes, and they can be funny. They can be hella funny if you give them half mm-hmm. a chance. Yeah, I mean, like apart from that, the script was you know pretty much grounded. It was mm-hmm. pretty smart, and um, I mean, the chemistry between Schumer and Bill Hader was you know, maybe them being comedians and kind of really worked for them both. That was mm-hmm. fun. It was really fun to watch. Nice. But I don't know. I enjoyed John Cena the most, <laughs> I guess. Where he's a uh, closeted gay man who's trying to have sex with Amy Schumer. <laughs> he can only do it when he imagines her as a dude. <laughs> I like the I like the part when um, they were having sex and she was asking him to talk dirty and all he was doing was, you know, talking about his muscles. Like, or one more rep. <laughs> one more rep. And that made, or, that or, made him come faster. It's like, what the fuck's happening? <laughs> or when, when she asked her to do dirty talk and role play. And he's like, okay, okay. You're, you're a construction worker. You're in your jean shorts. <laughs> with your boots and your helmet. I'm like, no. Just no, John Cena. No. <laughs> no. But that was a good movie. Because, you know, you know, there was just... It seemed more realistic up until the part where she starts dancing with the, the New York City Knicks dance squad or whatever. I was like, hmm, maybe this could happen. But then, you know, everything else just, you know, was more real. It's like you know, trouble dating, getting to know somebody, all, you know, getting, a, you know, having fears and apprehensions about entering a new relationship, especially about, especially if you have like that kind of family background. That was just, hmm, okay, that's, that's, I, I I could see people having this kind of problem. I have friends who have this kind of problem. So, mm-hmm. so this movie I enjoyed. It was really fun to watch. Absolutely. And uh, along the lines of a train wreck, something probably with the same ish humor, uh, Bridesmaids, obviously. I loved Bridesmaids from, and I'm glad you said 2010 onwards because, like, yes, 2011, <laughs> still in. Okay, Bridesmaids. Good. Bridesmaids yes, works. But still one of the best. Well, it's, it's, it's more of a girlfriend movie than than like a romance per se. Although there is a romance somehow. I like how it focused more on the female friendship aspect of things. Or female frenemies. That mm-hmm. kind of thing. And amazing cast, obviously. We had Kristen Wiig. We had um, Maya Rudolph. And uh, Rose Byrne was amazing here. <laughs> Yes. Oh, Rose Byrne. And Melissa McCarthy, around the time I wasn't sick of her yet. Like, Mm. for for a slew of a lot of movies after Bridesmaids, she kind of like played the same character for a lot of movies. Yeah. The the sloppy one. Yeah, the messy friend. But oh my gosh, Kristen Wiig and Rose Byrne's rivalry was like just like the best thing about that movie. Plus, John Hamm being a total asshole. (laughs) 
Yeah. I think John Hamm really gets off and just making fun of his whole serious, super good-looking guy image. Yep. Yeah, he's I, done it I in like the know. He's done it from uh, Keeping Up With The Joneses. Mm-hmm. Like and Kimmy Schmidt and 30 Rock. Every time he shows up lately, he's just making fun of himself. Yeah. And it's it's so like far that. from uh, the Don Draper image that uh, he built in Mad mm-hmm. Men. It's like, huh, John Hamm. But yeah. I agree with you on Bridesmaids because mm-hmm. like for that was like the first real big movie of the last 20 years where, or even the last 10 years rather, where it showed, you know, that female comedians could give, uh, could, could do stuff of that caliber just mm-hmm. as well as any of the males, like in The Hangover or whatever, Yeah, you know, led to other stuff like um, 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 horrible, bo- horrible bosses, Jennifer bad Aniston, bad moms. <laughs> yeah. Or I went to girls see night out. Rough night. Rough night. Rough night. Yeah. Rough night. Yeah. That that kind of like gave birth to the whole uh, girlfriends going out, going crazy, and it's fun. Super fun. Um. One 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 film that I like actually is um sleeping with other people. Oh oh, this is the one that's with Jason Sudeikis. Sudeikis. Yeah, and Allison Brie and. There are these one. two mm-hmm. people who, you know, you would think that they'd be good together, but circumstances don't necessarily allow for it. And the conversations they have are just really real. And mm-hmm. I like it because um, there's no easy path for these people. And it's not a bunch of meat cutes and little mm-hmm. little moments and all that stuff. You know, it's 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 about how hard this kind of thing is to connect and just because you connect with somebody doesn't mean you're going to end up with them, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I like the part that um, the baggage was real because some people really do get hung up over past relationships and that really showed with Alison Bree's character. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, that's, that's one huge hurdle in a relationship. And, you know, like more than anything, that movie showed, you know, that movie showed how much these people had to go through just to get past that hurdle. Yes. You know? mm-hmm. And you know how in the early 2010s, there was also this slew of films about sleeping like fuck buddies. There were a lot of them <laughs> around that time. Like, yeah, why, uh, why, why like was like that a, a thing? Like I don't know. Uh, so friends with Benefits. Friends with Benefits, Love and Other Drugs with mm-hmm. Anne Hathaway and Jake Gyllenhaal. What's the not Crazy so good Stupid one? Stupid Love? No, no, no. No, but, not that. But this, that's one of the best. I would admit. Crazy what's Stupid this? Love is definitely what's one of the best. There's the uh, cheap, but it's, the cheap uh, knockoff with Natalie Portman. There's the, that one. The cheap oh yeah, knockoff. the one with Ashton Kutcher. Uh, I Friends forgot. with Benefits? No, that's, no. that's Justin Timberlake and Mila Kunis, which was yeah. good. No strings like attached. There you go. Yeah. Yes, like yes. yes. Yeah. Mm. So I don't know why. It became a trend. And then suddenly there was also one here locally with Angel Oxin and John Lloyd Cruz. <laughs> they kind of followed... With that trend also. What was that called? Um, Unofficially Yours. That was the name of the John Lloyd and Angel Oxin movie. Which was also fun. Like a nice local version of that whole Friends with Benefits type movie. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I don't know. Nauso lang din siya before. This whole fuck buddy theme. And it was fun. Yeah. <laughs> well, Friends with Benefits was… Well, Friends with Benefits… Obviously, Some, like, what's it about? Hmm. Uh, it, it's funny. who fall in love. 
it's funny you mentioned that thing about fuck buddies because like you know back in the day um what like the kind of movies kinds of movies you watch with your mom right it, it would be boy meets girl mm-hmm. stuff happens and by the end of the second act some misunderstanding splits them up or whatever mm-hmm. but the third act somebody does a big ge- grand gesture yes. and they end up together so that's, that's how they all used to go but then you have stuff like um like friends with benefits or no strings attached and people you know they're people who are already engaged in a physical relationship they're they're, they're it's it's like different ways of approaching the same thing. They still end up in a happy ending. Mm-hmm. And it's a refreshing <laughs> happy ending. But maturity. I found it really refreshing that it it's still a new form formula for that. They're probably not super new. There were probably like older films, but then this was the time it became a trend, and finally it vied away from the whole meet cute thing and it mm-hmm. acknowledged that yes there really are relationships that start out just physical right i i mean I, especially in the case of friends with benefits i think this is the more self aware yeah you know it's a more self aware take on on the genre itself because you have the you have you, know, you you both have strong characters in 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 both Justin Timberlake and Mila Kunis' characters and then Justin Timberlake particularly says things about how rom-coms always would have this one big grand gesture like a flash mob that would eventually turn the tide of oh the story. Oh my God, and flash mobs were so 20 Right. <laughs> like they would go off, drive, you know, dr- uh, ride a carriage on horseback in New York when they're actually filming on the set in LA or something like that. <laughs> like he, he was, that, that movie totally called out the genre. So, you know, there's this whole whole thing about Friends with Benefits where it's just a little bit self-aware of what the rom-com is like. So I guess that's why that movie was better than No Strings Attached. Yeah. And I like how they really established rules like, okay, this is how I want to be pleasured. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know how they, they had ground rules? No feelings. I like it like this. I like it like that. I sneeze when I come. But I'm gonna... Like, mm. They had those like random moments where you really don't see in room comps. But yes, this these conversations actually do happen in real life. And it's actually refreshing to see it on screen where it tells you that, yes, it is healthy to tell your sexual partner what mm-hmm. turns you on or exactly. what, make, what that, gets your commun- motor running. Communication. Yes. Absolutely. Amazing. It, I guess also more than anything, as opposed to the typical meet cute formula. Meet cute. You find each other charming. You fall in love in a few in a few days, and then you, some misunderstanding happens. Whatever Misha said earlier, this one actually takes the time, and it takes the time to tell you that these guys are actually getting to know each other, <clears throat> mm-hmm. even if they're just having you know meaningless sex. Something I think I've found recently, especially in the last ten years or so, is that. Um, I think there's an acknowledgement now, since all of us are so familiar with the tropes of rom-coms, we all know what to expect, we all know what's going to happen, and you know, you can't just go into the theater or into the screening for a cheap gilig moment anymore. You can't go for that cheap emotional pop. You have to add a little bit more, because, because we are so aware of all the stereotypes and all the tropes. And you mentioned one thing that they've been doing to shake up the formula, that's fuck buddies. Friends with benefits. That's something that was never touched upon like 20 years ago. <clears throat> but even if you had couples who would spend the whole movie talking about their reasons why they shouldn't be together or why they wouldn't be together, you always on some level knew that they would end up together anyway. Mm-hmm. Whether it's, you know, you can go back as far as, you know, Breakfast at Tiffany's or When Harry Met Sally. 
and there's some great dialogue there about why they shouldn't end up together. But I found in the last 10 years, something that's been added is emotional baggage. We're getting a lot of movies with broken fucking people who are oh, ending up yeah. together or not ending up together, depending on what you're watching. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, it's, it's more real. I think it's more relatable because if you've noticed, movies nowadays are more grounded in some areas where, whereas movies back then, it's more of the wish fulfillment type. People would just rather see something that they wanted to happen to the main character that they could relate to. But now, it's just so different that you want something more real. That's what you can relate to more. Mm-hmm. I think it's just, it's just an evolution of how society is and what people expect from what they're getting or what they're viewing, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I think it's just, you know, like, it just, it's just um, given For, the era when the movie yeah. is produced, it's just a natural, natural progression. Yeah, mm-hmm. there you go, natural progression. And I think a lot of it, I mean, for better or worse, as far as, you know, emotionally broken people getting together, um, like, like in Sleeping With Other People, a lot of it can be traced, the most recent examples could be traced to stuff like, like, like 500 Days of Summer, for example. I mean, I know it's not in the 2010 onwards time frame that we gave, but at, you know, 500 days of summer. <laughs> well, yeah, you, you could, broke your own rule. You said no, it. But you, <laughs> but you can argue that it no, was a precursor to yeah. all these movies we got now of all these yeah. broken people trying to 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 be less broken just by being with someone. It's you know, star- it started the, the trend. It, it started the trend where that's how people are in real life. Like, like ugh, ugh, it takes me back to like bad memories with exes. But then, even a musical, you know, musical is supposed to be whimsical and flights of fancy. But then you got something like La La Land, which just kicks you the teeth at, in the last 30 seconds, it's in the last the, three, four, five minutes of it. It's I a direct La La contrast Land, to uh, Singing in the Rain, mm-hmm. which was La La Land. a great rom com. Also, fine. Uh, if you look at the <laughs> timeline or like the plot of La La Land, it would make a good rom com, but don't. It's a really bad musical. It's a really bad musical. It's a terrible <laughs> musical. I know, just, I, I, that's just like my two cents about it. Yes, it's a good love story, but it's a bad musical. It's a terrible fucking musical. <laughs> <laughs> Even the but director yes. admitted that he would have happily cut out the opening dance number, but it's a fucking amazing dance number. It's the best part. But it doesn't do what an opening number in a musical is supposed to do. Set yeah. up the world and its characters. It's just there. It's a technical exercise. It looks it was great, a really good technical exercise. But it doesn't though. accomplish anything narrative-wise. No, it wise. doesn't. No, it doesn't. And like the… Mu- where in musicals are supposed to be like… Just a lot of song numbers with the story weaving it together. This is mm-hmm. like opening number, story, 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 story. Song number, really yes. long stretch of story, and then you, the you last. Could literally song. cut out the songs. It would <laughs> yeah. still be the same movie. Yeah, so it's a terrible musical. But fine, a lot of people felt feelings. This whole the uh, the broken people getting together, living their dreams, and then not ending up together. Spoiler, sorry, dapat alam nyo na to, na dapat yung La La Land. Yes, <laughs> but, know, it's been years. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it's it's really heartbreaking to see them not get together. And given how great Emma Stone and Ryan Gosling look, they they look so good together. The chemistry yes. is amazing. They've had so many yes. rom coms together already. It's funny how you mentioned Emma Stone and Ryan Gosling because I like um, 
The one with Steve Carell in it. Yeah, Crazy Stupid Love. Crazy stupid which yeah. Misha <laughs> mistakenly mentioned earlier. <laughs> I'm so as sorry. As a body movie. And I like it's the fact that sorry. Body movie. It's not. It's it, it's 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 kind of funny with Steve Carell trying to have a fuck buddy with Aunt May. Well, <laughs> that's at some Aunt point was it was. It, it was <laughs> like a teeny part of it. But it, yeah, Crazy Stupid Love is definitely one of my favorite rom-coms. Yes. Not even of that given decade in this mm-hmm. episode. Like ever. It mm-hmm. definitely is one of my favorite no, rom-coms it's, ever. It's so smartly written. Because yeah. you, have, you, have, you have this, this guy who's… Ryan Gosling, who's this hitch type guy, like player type guy, can get any girl he wants, you know, dresses so well. And then he decides to help out this middle-aged guy going through a divorce to try and get his wife back. Mm -hmm. So that's something new. And eventually he ends up falling in love with this girl who turns out to be the daughter of, you know, Steve Carell. So... And, and it's hilarious when they all find out like they have no clue Steve Carell has like no clue this <laughs> this guy who's been teaching me asshole moves has been like getting it on with my daughter it, it's the <laughs> best it's one of the best climaxes in Rome oh, yeah. when, it all, when shit goes down and like after their fight the cop goes keep it in the family because <laughs> I like the, also the, the best part about it is, is that it shows different types of love like how mar- how some married couples you know just fall out of love yeah you know a young a young couple you know falling in love and then a kid yes who puppy doesn't even love. know you know it's puppy love like he loves his baby you know, he says he loves his babysitter it's oh, so that, cute yeah. it's so yeah. inappropriate but it was so incredibly cute. so no, I, oh <laughs> shit the babysitter like Steve Carell yes so when you like, said inappropriate <laughs> that kind of like triggered memories of what happened you know it. <laughs> It's kind of unlikely to happen. Like all these stories interweaving together or how connected these are. This this is usually stuff you really just see in rom-coms or dramas. But Mm-mm. Crazy Stupid Love just executed it so well that it's not cheesy. It's not lame in any way. I'm like, oh, okay, she fell in love with the, with the guy or, or something. Parang, it's it's just think, so well executed and the script is so charming and I feel witty. Like, I feel like how that how they did it because it was parang they didn't just focus on you know the good looking ones the yeah. parang oh ito daddy <laughs> uh, you know daddy uh, yeah Eat and the-, the relationship between Steve Carell and Julianne Moore was definitely my favorite I know like Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone are the young crowd drawers mm-hmm. but yeah. who I read the, the relationship progression I really appreciated was Steve Carell and Julianne Moore it started off with a divorce or like yeah, an yeah. attempt at a divorce and then they break up. But then you see eventually how he does try to like single it up, get some tips from Ryan Gosling. With Aunt May. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or like different other women. But in the end, you just see how much he still loves his wife. And how he would just like go outside their house and just call her to like hear her voice, even if if she he knows that she's you know she might have moved on with some other guy, but he still really yeah. loves her. Makes sure he takes care of her, mows her lawn, all those little things. It was just so adorable. My, and you already know how much I love Steve Carell. <laughs> my my wife, my wife actually, um, my wife actually was so happy for Steve Carell's character because the uh, the her. The Julian Moore's other guy in question was Kevin Bacon. And yes, she, Kevin Bacon. For some for some reason, she hates Kevin Bacon. Like Why every does she time, hate Kevin Bacon. I, I have no. I think it's because of that movie he was in, um, Wild 
the River Wild where he played that bad guy who and he like, tried to kill Meryl Streep and her kid. Yeah, so on the river. Think, yeah, and she saw that as a kid and that kind of stuck. So she has this thing where she really hates Kevin Bacon. So that explains <laughs> her, you know, irrational hate for the guy. It's a okay. good actor, though. Okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. But yes, Crazy Stupid Love was amazing. Still, it's definitely good- one of my favorites. Speaking of interweaving stories, I think there's another movie that I like. Um, He's just not that into you. Ooh. Oh yes, that 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 movie can kind of like it's kind of fucked up and kind of good. You know, like there's certain different types of relationships. Mm-hmm. You know, like there's this one couple who's been together for so long. Everybody just expects them to get married, mm-hmm. and then you know that's Ben Affleck and Jennifer Aniston. Then you have this, you know, you, then you have this married couple. But then the guy's cheating on the wife. It's Jennifer Connelly and um, Rocket Raccoon, Bradley Cooper. <laughs> Rocket, Rocket. Rocket Raccoon. I'm like, oh my god. The limitless. <laughs> but can I, I didn't just know say, we were in furry territory. <laughs> uh, the, the thing about he's just not that into you. I think like some people might overlook it because they they'll try and lump it in with like Valentine's Day and no, New Year's Eve. Yeah, you know the the wannabe love actually. But it wasn't happy. No, no. <laughs> but this it's, thing actually has some substance to it. You know, it is. It's so grounded because it's different types of relationship. You see that these people all have issues. They all have baggage, and yep. you know you see people getting hurt. But then it's funny also at times. So yeah. yes, I did not enjoy the feelings uh, while watching it because, like, oh my gosh, it's like it, it's it's like a movie with many hard to swallow pills. Yes, yeah. that you don't usually expect from rom coms because rom coms is usually like you guys said, fantasy or wish fulfillment. But here you have this movie where it just like punches you in the gut, like he's yeah. not into you. Just, like get it over and head. over. Yeah, so like, it's like ah, oh, okay. That's a that's Jennifer Goodwin's character, right? <laughs> right. So it it was yeah, lots of tough pills to swallow in that mm. one, but still good. It's a good movie. I mean, like mm. I've noticed with the way we've. With with the movies that we've been talking about, I noticed that we kind of, we appreciated the g- more grounded ones. It's like yeah. we're staying away from your stereotypical happy Hollywood ending. Yeah, yeah. although you know, kind of okay. hard because you know, if you said you could have counted like movies two thousand onwards, I would have said all the Amanda Bynes movies. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, or the Hillary Duff ones and Lindsay Lohan yeah. ones. But, but okay. I like- I like she's the man now. <laughs> We're not talking about that. Okay, We're let's not. get to um more recent movies, I guess, that um we can talk about. Uh in the last couple of years, there was also this slew of um Asian leading men and women, which I really enjoyed. And a bunch of them were actually pretty good. I really enjoyed Crazy Rich Asians. Yes, I agree. I think, I think everybody did. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, that movie, that was, that was really good. With, um, enjoyed the book too. Yes, yes. Actually, I read the book first. Mm. And I really liked the book. And then the movie came out and it made, uh, for, like, surprise, it actually was at par with the book, in my opinion, which doesn't mm-hmm. happen very often. But... Um, uh, Constance Wu and Henry Golding had great chemistry. Michelle Yeoh played such an amazing mother-in-law figure, always looming threateningly <laughs> over I the think, new girl. I think the entire cast. Yes, the entire great. cast was amazing. And yes, all uh, Asian, great Asian uh, actors, Aquafina As herself. 
as herself, <laughs> blonde, but as herself, mm-hmm. obviously. And Ronnie Chen and um, <laughs> I love Ronnie Chen. Aquafina <laughs> and Ronnie Chen again. Yeah, mm-hmm. this is not Chang Chi, by the way, but. <laughs> But yeah. Jimmy O. Yang was there too. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. This so, movie is ridiculous. Like, and besides the whole representa- Asian representation thing, maybe it was just also so grounded in the problems Asians usually experience when meeting the family. And also, there's also this whole rich, uh, rich guy, poor girl trope. Yes. But it is in a more genuine, grounded way. Way not like the usual, a oh, rich guy, poor girl, or vice I, I, versa. But I gotta this say, is in a though, more relatable way. I gotta say, though, Henry Golding is kind of a dick in this movie because how could you not mention that you, your fucking, your family is made of bajillionaires? Okay, I understand. He knows, who his, he knows how his mother is. I, well, the Henry Golding apologist. <laughs> <laughs> Just because I have a huge crush on him. Just kidding. Okay, I I see what you're saying. I understand why you wouldn't be comfortable saying how rich you actually are. But what you could have warned her about was how you need to please the mother. Like money aside, the bigger deal was him not saying that his mother has really high expectations. Mm-hmm, At mm-hmm. least tell her that. But yes. the rich part, you, not something you always want to like disclose. Especially if you want to keep your identity secret. I mean, yeah. fair enough. But, you know, at least give her some idea what she's yeah. in for. True, true, she, true. This is Fine. a woman that you say you're going to marry, right? I think she deserves to know what she's marrying into. Fine. Even just a little bit. Fine. But if you ask yeah, me… Yeah, I kind of agree with Misha. Fine. This is, this is just I understand. okay I, with Henry Golding in I, general. I understand. Are you defending the movie or his abs? I think the abs. The I also accent, think it's the abs. The accent no, but, too. Okay. Because <laughs> I, I can understand him trying to hide who he was in New York, you know, mm-hmm. and and you know, dating Constance Wu, Wu's character because mm-hmm. she didn't know who he was because you know she was raised in America. But so I kind of get that. But dude, you 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 fly her to Singapore in a freaking I don't know. In first class with a freaking solo pod, you can mm-hmm. actually like lie down and mm-hmm. isn't that like you know like uh, I have something to tell you? Huh? Like I'm super rich, huh? yep. like, You know, like could have said something. Fine, fine. <laughs> I will, I will, I will defend Henry Golding to the death <laughs> in in Crazy Rich Asians, but I cannot say anything about Last Christmas. <laughs> yes, because speaking of Henry Golding to the death. Boy, last Christmas was really bad. It was oh so my bad. god. I have nothing to say about that movie. It was okay. like a Hallmark Christmas movie. Now, I'm sorry. I know there is a market for that. I know lots of people look forward to seeing like if Hallmark can break their number of Christmas movies this year. People like your mom? Yeah, yeah, that's true. But <laughs> making fun of the movies you watch Tito. But you know, this one was not a Hallmark movie. This wasn't a Lifetime Channel movie. This wasn't even a fucking Netflix movie. This was like in cinemas. They were charging people money to watch this movie of Henry Golding as a ghost falling in love for, with Daenerys. And it was just really dumb. Yeah, when mm. the big twist came out, I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> I was calling, I was like, huh? I was 
clothing it because he was wearing the I same was... outfit in every scene. Yep. This and then he is... didn't have his phone number. Uh-huh. And he would only show up at random times. When she needed it the most. Mm-hmm. I was like, hmm, okay, something's up. It was was such a good, hindi siya good revelation eh. Yes. Okay. The only good thing about that movie was Professor Tremoni. And Michelle Michelle Yeoh. And Michelle Yeoh, yes. Because she got to be all giddy and, you know, she had the better rom-com story. Yeah. Yeah, she did, actually. You could have focused (laughs) on that. I mean, like, Mm -hmm. why would you, why would you write something like this? Like, why would you make, Amelia uh, Clark, by the way, for right. people who don't watch Game of Thrones. <laughs> Sarah Connor. And with all due respect to Henry Golding's amazing accent, it, it just didn't work mm. for me, this movie. Mm. Sorry. I no, mean, I got more out of the Wham! soundtrack yes, than I did from that, the actual movie. <laughs> that was actually one of the good points I was about to say. One of the only good things about it was um, the soundtrack. You know, the, the, the horrible story and, you know, the horrible twist. He's a ghost. He's a ghost. <laughs> but, you know, like, you know, no matter how charming Daenerys or Emilia Clark was or Henry Golding was, it just couldn't save the movie. No. Mm-hmm. Or I don't know. For, I, I, as much as I love Amelia Clark, I don't think she got the whole broody. Um, not really Resentful. homeless. She was. She was like a couch surfer, right? Somehow she she couldn't yes. get her shit together, and she always had runny mascara or eyeliner throughout the whole movie for some reason. But she's just way too smiley and bubbly for me mm-hmm. to actually get into that whole. Um, messed up characters. I didn't believe her as like a broody couch surfing poor person. She oh was God. just too happy. Yeah, she's, yeah. Too, she's just too cute for that kind of role. So I don't know. She's an amazing actress, but you're just. Uh, well, she so- did Sarah Connor. <laughs> that was really bad. She tried. <laughs> she's, she's trying so hard. Like we, I don't know. She she was able to like play a completely different person in Game of Thrones, but I don't know why she wasn't convincing here. Well, okay. So last Christmas was a bust precisely because we had to pay for it. But that mm-hmm. doesn't mean that the stuff that's on streaming can't be as good or even better than this, the rom-coms that we've been talking about so far. Yeah, and another good one with Asian leads. Mm-hmm. Uh, always be my maybe. <laughs> with, Ali okay, Wong, by, okay, man. just just by the way, we're we're talking about the Ali Wong and um yes and Randall Park Randall Park movie, not the Gerald Anderson and R.C. Munoz one. But that also locally. has Asians. Yes, that also has Asians, but. <laughs> But Southeast okay. Asians, to be exact. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yung Always Be My Maybe Natin was okay. Well, I personally, I can't really say much. I might be biased because I helped work on it. Mm. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. We'll talk about the Netflix one. Keanu mm. oh, Reeves. <laughs> <laughs> He's not Asian, but yes, he really He's did. Amazing. He was amazing and always That's be all my you need to know. That's all, yeah. you, need to know all you need to know. No, no. Man, like uh, Randall and Ali were were so cute. Well, yes, yes, Randall they, Park was excellent. They yes, had he was. great chemistry, and I actually it does still get on the whole trope thing. Like, okay, they were childhood sweethearts somehow, and then years later they meet again. Girl is all successful and rich. Guys, just like oh, I'm a normal. 
I'm a guy. I actually fix air conditioners or whatever. And, and they see each other again. They fall in love. Their lifestyles clash, but all in such a hilarious way because they have such great chemistry. Including a self-aware Keanu Reeves. <laughs> <laughs> Keanu Reeves is amazing oh because, you know, for, I don't know, but in between killing people for John Wick movies, he found time to do this. And he just makes fun of himself all the way through. That's the best. And the rom-com, by the way, not just Keanu Reeves. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> yes, yes. It's a lovely, charming story about two Asian people who find love. But still. <laughs> you know, but you know, while, while we're still on the Asian thing, I kind of enjoyed um, Love Hard. It's not the best rom-com, but I kind of, I enjoyed it. It was kind of fun because, you know, it stars another... Crazy Rich Asian alum, see Jimmy O. Yang. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Jimmy O. Yang, who my introduction was in that, in that Boston Bomber movie, who I, I, I really thought he was, you know, Chinese, Chinese, but it turns out he's American. He's American born. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so seeing him in Love Hard as a lead character was, was quite interesting. You know, this, the story was just unique because catfishing came into play. Mm-hmm. You know, it's about deception and eventually these two people deceiving each other. Yeah. With Nina Dobrev, right? With mm-hmm. Nina Dobrev, yeah. yeah. On Netflix. It's actually mm-hmm. better than um, Last Christmas. Oh my God. <laughs> Most yeah. things are better than Last Christmas. That is true. That, that is, is true. true. There might be some ha- Hallmark movies that are better than Last Christmas. Man, I paid to see Last Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Whose fault is that? I was supposed to review the thing and then I missed the premiere. So I'm like, okay, okay. I'll just catch like a last full show. I'll watch it. I'll just pay for it. I'll review it. And I hated it so much that I just didn't end up reviewing it. Uh, (laughs) I see. Because I was like, I don't think I need bashers this week. (laughs) So, okay. People don't like it when I don't like movies. I don't know. I like it when you get all bitchy and rant about it. But that's me. This that's for the podcast. It's Maybe fun. not for your articles. No. This, this is the reason why this podcast was formed. <laughs> the shit on terrible movies. Oh. If I may throw something in, something on Netflix also that I actually enjoy that's probably underrated. Not a lot of saw uh, not a lot of people saw this, but I I want to talk about someone great. With Gina Rodriguez and Lakeith Stanfield. Oh, dude! Wait, that was what's this cool. about? Dude, what is that, this? That, what is dude, this? It's diba? great. It's, it's it's a good movie. It is so what good. Is this? So, Explain. So basically, girlfriends. It's 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 mainly a, another girlfriends movie, but it's helping Gina Rodriguez, the lead character, to mm-hmm. get over get break. over a breakup. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So. There, uh, it just unfolds from there, and it is just so touching how her girlfriends are always there for her, and it's quite a realistic depiction of how breakups go. Like she's been in a long-term mm-hmm. relationship with a guy, and then maybe a career thing comes in the way, and somehow she thought that their career could withstand a long-distance relationship or a huge shift in lifestyle, but mm-hmm. apparently no. it doesn't work. And it does have the cliche, "Oh, I'm I'm so heartbroken. I'm drinking." my ass off singing to like sad sad songs but my girlfriends are there to help me out and it was just so good it's and cute it's, it I was, should watch this and oh well, my you god you should watch it Lakeith Stanfield is so hot sorry <laughs> <laughs> Absinaman he's, he's so 
so hot. Like I understand I'm why she was so pattern. heartbroken. You, you know, I, uh, I understand why you're so broken you, over you know this something, breakup. Something funny, pa. Parang when, when I saw this movie, we were in New York when oh. it first came out. So when we were there, we were watching the movie in 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 my wife's my wife's sister my sister in law's place. Parang hmm. Hey, maybe we can go there tomorrow. Yeah. Check the itinerary <laughs> where we can eat at. So this movie, like this movie, apart from it being a good one, was kind of special because that was when we were act- we visited relatives in New York. Aww, <laughs> look at you. Yeah. I'm just little own room calm. Hmm. <laughs> but yeah, nice. someone great was actually great. Nice, mm. nice. And uh it it doesn't necessarily have that uh romantic feel like it it more it's more of like the post romance kind of thing the breakup Mm-mm. but it's just group eh, someone great great duh <laughs> <laughs> we've used that joke so many times but that's just what i can say about it it's it's pretty good and i think i was able to relate watching it when i was single so it's relatable and i also did have some really good friends help me get over it nice yes. that's very cool. nice uh, something that not a lot of people have seen, but if you have a chance, I strongly recommend this one. Um, it, it, have you seen this one? It's got Seth Rogen and Charlize Theron. It's called Long Shot. Oh, very unlikely this. pairing, but it but worked. It's I so good. It worked. <laughs> this movie was so low-key. They have such good chemistry that you'd never imagine in a million years. Nope. Mm. It's just amazing how they started interacting with each other. I never knew Seth Rogen could do this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, Surely it's around we expect that. Yeah. <laughs> it's just these unlikely pairings working so well. Pretty good. I like and, that. And you know what? You you actually buy their love story. I mean, even if like what we said, you don't expect these two would ever end up in a million years together. But they have such good chemistry and the dialogue is well done. You know, at some point they're under attack while they're in the Philippines, but whatever. <laughs> um, <laughs> stuff explodes. But yeah, yeah, you know, boom, booms and brr, brr. and at some point, Seth Rogen managed to upload a video of himself masturbating onto the internet by mistake. Typical Seth Rogen. Typical Seth Rogen. But somehow the movie isn't mean spirited at all. It's actually kind of sweet, mm-hmm. and you 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 kind of buy the romance, mm-hmm. yeah, their relationship. And you also should watch their uh, interviews together. It's yes. not just their it's not just their character chemistry. They legit get along so well. And it's so, so weird. cute. It's, it's so, so cute. Weird. It is weird, but adorbs in some way. Mm-mm. Absolutely, yes. Mm-hmm. How about some more offbeat ones? We've talked about how the rom-com has evolved over the years. We've talked about how different kinds of relationships have been explored. But then, then you have some things that just defy classification. Do, do you guys remember her? Oh, yeah. Is that a rom-com? Oh, it kind of is, no, isn't it? No. In a way. I, I wouldn't call it I, a rom-com. Where is the calm? It just broke my heart all throughout. Dude, that's oh, not a okay. rom-com. Well, dude falls in love with essentially Siri. Yeah, again, where is the calm? <laughs> where is the calm? Okay, fine. God. I mean, he literally was communicating, pero walang comedy. All right, <laughs> fine, fine. Wait, oh. does that kill my next one too? Because I was going to say The Lobster. I haven't seen that. I haven't seen oh, that. Oh, that one's nice. It's Colin, Colin Farrell, right? He plays this dude. 
And he goes to this place. He checks in at this place where after 45 days, if you haven't found your one true love yet, you get turned into an animal of your choice. <gasps> that sounds he, interesting. He wants to be a lobster. I, I, don't, I don't think it's a rom-com. It it's actually very it's dark. a little bit dark because he ends up with Beatrix Lestrange. But I, I, <laughs> I, I do think it's more of a black, a dark comedy. Yes. Yeah, so there's the calm. There's the calm part. That's calm. Yeah, but not romantic. Fine. We want happy, happy, good feels. Yeah. Okay, fine. <laughs> then why did we say La La Land? Because <laughs> it, it was bright. Fine. Wow. Okay. <laughs> uh, okay. Something I guess is offbeat. It is Rome. It is calm because of the stars who are very well known as comedians but it's actually also pretty heartbreaking mm-hmm, mm-hmm. have you seen from 2012 Celeste and Jesse forever yes oh yes yes that oh, was so good so uh it's basically about this longtime couple played by Andy Samberg and Rashida Jones see two comedians so obviously mm-hmm. there will be um comedic moments and it is about romance but mm-mm, it just mm-mm. it just it's about Dude. A dying relationship. Ang yelling ni Samberg doon. Like, I couldn't yes. even, yes. like, wow, this dude has range after seeing him in Hot Hot Rod. Uh, and, <laughs> Sorry. And pop star. I, I just and, remembered Hot oh Rod. My God. Oh my God. <laughs> then you, you, you see him do a movie like this. It's like, what the yes. actual? Yes. It's dude. so good. So it's, um, so it's about a couple. They've been together for the longest time, but girls having doubts. And then they go their separate ways and, Think they can still be friends. So since you're in, you've been in a relationship for so long, it's like okay, we can still stay friends since that's how we started off. Anyway, we were really good friends, mm-hmm. and then you know the regrets creep in, the oh, yes. what ifs creep in, and it's yeah. so painful. But it was just so well acted. Mm-hmm. It's, it's super. It, well, it's it's real, you know. And it, it it's like it, it dawns on you this this um for those who probably would be able to relate to this movie. It's like you made a decision that you thought was right at the time, and then later on you gravely, gravely regret it. But you can't say anything about it because it's you who broke it off. And when yep. you finally see the other guy happy and moving on, and they're like, "I made oh, a terrible mistake." Shit! Yeah. <laughs> it's so good. Definitely, Celeste and Jesse forever. Not very calm, but it's real. But it's, it's real. It, it has its, its moments. Yeah, it does have its calm moments, rom com moments. Mm-hmm. I, I got one. I got one. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna make up for her. <laughs> <laughs> this came out like last year or the year before. Uh, Palm Springs. Now that you mention it, it's I have also not got seen Andy that. Samberg. Oh, look at Andy Samberg. I know. So basically, he he and this woman they go to. Um, a wedding reception in Palm Springs, right? And basically, they get stuck in a time loop. They have to keep on reliving the same day over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Kind of like yes. Groundhog Day. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. In, in fact, it's, it is pretty much like Groundhog Day where if you go to sleep or you die, it resets. Every time, mm-hmm. you, say, every time you say time loop, it's Groundhog Day. It's Groundhog Day. Yes, <laughs> it absolutely is. And got- uh, this, this one is actually pretty nice. Hmm. This one is nice. Andy Samberg again. And um, what's her name? Shoot, I forgot her name. It's it's uh, the mom from How I Met Your Mother. The actual mom. The one who does the one who dies. 
Spoiler alert for a 10-year-old show. But <laughs> for a 10-year-old <laughs> finale. Kristen Milati. Thank you. you. Yes, her. It Kristen was her. Milati. She's the girl. She's the girl. She's the lead opposite Andy Samberg. And unlike Groundhog Day, where he's the only guy who knows that he's doing the same day over and over again, here, um, How I Met Your Mother is also doing the time. How I Met Your Mother is also doing <laughs> Kristen Milati, dude. <laughs> yes. How I Met Christine Milati. Yes. <laughs> So that, that that's what makes it fun in that, that there's more than one person who's stuck in this time loop and they don't necessarily want to have anything to do with each other. So it, it's a fun watch. It was one of those surprises that came out at the height of the pandemic. And yeah, Andy Samberg and um, Mother from How I Met, is <laughs> <laughs> they, they both act their asses off in this one. And it's really funny. I, you know, I have something offbeat. I think it's came out 2017, so pre-pandemic. Mm. Um, it's called The Big Sick. Yes. It's Kumal Nanjani yes. and Zoe Kazan. Yes, yes. And it's based on his personal experience. He wrote this movie with his wife. Yes. And it's about their experience Aww. as a mixed race couple. It's fantastic. It, it tells you the story of how they started out. And how is. they started out and how they came together. And it's brilliant because, you know, it deals, it deals with, you know… Um, Misconceptions and you know prejudice from mostly the parents of of um, his wife's character. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. His, wife's character. his wife, <laughs> because you know she she brought home a brown guy, so they don't know how to take this. Mm. Yeah, and he's just this. He's like a stand comic, or he's a yeah. he's a stand up comic who's also an Uber driver. Yep, yep, struggling stand up comic. Yes, so there yes. you go. Who's oh. just a really nice guy. And it's good. And you see he has range. He can, you know, it's not like the stereotypical South Asian roles. He's he's got range, you know, this guy. Yeah, it was surprising because I came off of watching him from Silicon Valley and I saw this movie. I was like, huh. Yes. I saw hey, him in Silicon Valley. I hated him in the Eternals. But you know, he was but really he, good here. This but he had abs in the Eternals. He did. <laughs> That's what I don't get. They never made him take his shirt off even once. <laughs> I'm I'm surprised this is a complaint from you guys. <laughs> <laughs> no, because two years before the Eternals came out, like Men's Health posted his I selfies, know. Oh, I telling know. the world, "Oh, get ready, you're yeah, gonna dude. see this ripped." I know, dude, because he, he had he had this Chris Chris Pratt transformation, you know, mm-hmm, Andy mm-hmm. from Parks and Rec to yep. Star Lord, and then yep. you have Kumal Nanjani to you know like um, Kingo. It's like, dang. and he never took his shirt off. What's up with that? Okay, wait, did. Star-Lord take… Yeah, he took off his shirt. Yeah, he took his shirt off. He did. He did. He did. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, why are we talking about shirtless dudes? I don't know. And I, she's I, letting us do it. She's letting us do it. You it, manipulative it's, lady. It's, just, it's she's not letting us, from me, you guys. It's not me. Just, <laughs> just, just shoot clear. ourselves in the foot. No, no but <laughs> seriously. <laughs> seriously, check out, check out The Big Sick. It's, it's yes. a really cute movie and it's mm-hmm. also quite see real. see it again. Yes, you have to watch it again. You know, it came out as a surprise because I just saw it. I was like, hmm, hmm, I'm going to try this movie out. I have nothing to watch. And then, you know, I couldn't, nothing to lose, but I really enjoyed it. Good stuff. Aww. I did not expect it. You know, you hear the title, you don't really expect much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And okay. I think, you know, I was sick one weekend. It was just on TV. I didn't, I had no expectations. And then I was watching, I'm like, this is good stuff. Mm-hmm. 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 So since we're in the whole room com thing, I think we cannot ignore the fact that a lot of the biggest blockbusters from our country, the Philippines, we are basically a rom-com country as, yes. of, as of late. 
there were more rom-coms than any other genre of any Cast local for films life, yo. <laughs> released. So yeah, we definitely have to talk about the star cinema movies okay, that, re- that we really enjoyed. So I would like to talk about the era of the rise of Antoinette Hadaune. Yes! 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 Yeah, this, for sure. I think it started the whole... Um, the, obviously, the trend at least for our generation, started with the rise of rom-coms again, started with something before the named uh, timeline we gave was One More Chance. And that's when, (laughs) back then, or 2000s Payon, but after that, it birthed a lot of good rom-coms because people realized that, yes, we wanted the more real stuff. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, a lot more local films became more relatable, Still very formulaic in a rom-com way, but still at least different. A lot of um, elements of who got who got became a thing na. Yeah. Yes. But then this was the era before people were aware that the branding of who got was a thing. So people would just like unironically just write these because in recent times, so parang, oh naging uso na yung who got. Let's use who got as marketing. Mm-hmm. Hindi na work ngayon. But that was the time when they just genuinely did it, not because of the whole who got branding. It was just because they wanted to make more real rom-coms. Yeah. Fair Pero, enough. You know, like you mentioned Antoinette Hadaune. Like mm-hmm. the one thing that she did that really stood out to me was ano, yung kay, ano, Liz Quinn. Nox Liz Quinn. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. I admit it. I watch a lot of these movies. Okay. Alone Together was like, was was stood out to me. Mm-hmm. Are you going to pretend it's a guilty pleasure again? No, I said it straight up. I like these movies. I just <laughs> saw like a Kath Neal movie during the weekend. Mm-hmm. Nice. So yeah. Oh, naman, I guess uh, easy answer that that thing called Tadhana. Yeah. yeah. Angelica Panganiban was oh, amazing. Yeah. Yes. Like yes, somehow yes, yes. people suddenly wanted to go to Baguio or Benguet. You know uh-huh. what? You know it what? did great for lo- local tourism. It's no, I mean, <laughs> it's kind of sad then because of what it did. Because, you know, after that though, like when you go to that location, puro kalat na raw. Yeah. It, uh, yeah. That's, that's a very sad um, uh, effect. Of a lot of movies, actually, that have these destinations for some reason. Yeah. But that thing called Tadhana, <laughs> sobrang galing kasi ni Angelica Panganiban. <laughs> I yes. love her so Which much. She's amazing. I'll watch her in any movie. What, she what yeah. I love about her is she always commits fully to the nonsense, mm. honestly. Yes. And she has no qualms about making a fool of herself or sticking to her guns. I mean, yeah. as you've seen recently, you know, where she's mm-hmm. been speaking out on politics without naming names mm-hmm. but you know it's it's just very refreshing yeah. for a major studio star here to do that mm-hmm. and I also love JM de Guzman here because besides the whole um, oh we meet each other on this like trip mm-hmm. this soul searching trip I also like how real it gets in terms of their own personal struggles Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because um, JM the Guzman was, uh, I think they were also both like telling each other how I used to think that I could do such great things. Yep. And hence this whole soul searching thing. And this is also where they bond. They don't just bond over heartbreak, but they also bond over like their personal um, baggage. And like that's a long ass bus ride, so there's a it lot is. to bond over. It is. Yeah. It's just such a great setting. I loved it. 
it's intimate. It's what yeah. it is. Mm-mm. And you know, and, and real. I, the, the conversations felt real because mm-hmm. I had people talking about their insecurities and what what you said earlier about you know coming to terms with where you are at this stage of your life. Yeah, and it just really spoke to a lot of people, and that's why I'm glad that this has actually essentially kickstarted a whole new wave of this kind of rom com mm-hmm. um, locally. Yeah, yeah. I I just hope it doesn't lose its momentum. Like I said, like we've had a lot of great rom coms recently. Locally, mm-hmm. agreed. And uh, can I just say, not for anything, but um, I actually really like "Love You to the Stars and Back." Oh, <laughs> I'm sorry. I mean, I, I, what? I'm sorry. I don't know. I don't know. Sorry. Are you judging me? I don't know. We're not no, judging I'm judging you. you because you're sorry. You shouldn't be. You shouldn't apologize, yeah. you shouldn't apologize for that. Exactly. We're judging you because you said sorry. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Straight <laughs> admitted I watched Castiel in Lisbon movies. I liked it. I really did. I I liked Loving the Stars and Back. Of course. <laughs> Starts crying. <laughs> I did. Would you like to tell us about it before uh, I start crying? <laughs> wait, it's wait. got Julia Barreto and Joshua Garcia, and um, basically they're this. Um, <laughs> there's a boy. There's a girl, and he, they they go on a road trip to look for aliens, basically. And um, what she doesn't know is that Joshua Garcia is actually terminally ill and has decided that he doesn't want to fight anymore. He doesn't want to go for treatment anymore. And some of the film's best moments are when Julia finds out and when she's trying to kick his ass into like, what the hell are you saying you're giving up? You can't give up. You know, we haven't met the aliens yet. Come on, get up off your ass. And it's it's good stuff, you know. They have adventures. They 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 they, they you know they go they, they go on another. It's another long. It's another road trip, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the things that happen along the way, but it it's in an entirely different beast from that thing called the Tadhana. And mm. and I, I greatly enjoyed it, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. <gasps> that uh, and Joshua Garcia has such. He's I think he's the Gen Z leading man, like the Gen Z John Lloyd. Yes, I would he's say he's fantastic. Like he's yeah. he's not conventionally he's not like let's say Piolo Pascual like obviously honk honk right. and that was the charm of John Lloyd back then that he's he's kind of like he's, he's cute door. but he's, he's the ordinary guy yeah, he's the ordinary guy but, and I feel like Joshua Garcia is the Gen Z version of that and he has the same superpower as John Lloyd he can cry on cue <gasps> like so every good. five minutes if you need him to yeah. <laughs> Amazing. And um, something I also enjoyed locally um, was I'm Drunk, I Love You. Yes, I was going to say that. I love I'm that. Drunk, oh, I Love God. You. Another road trip film, essentially. It, this is it. it, is a, it well, is not actually, not road trip. More like destination. Fine, like, fine. Na sila. Yeah, sila they sa, they cut out the road part. Yeah. <laughs> the road <laughs> but, trip part. But there is a trip. Um, yes. And uh, can I just say, part of the fun seeing places that we know. <laughs> well, um, La Union, obviously, LU, the new party place before the pandemic hit. But Maha Salvador was amazing here. So this uh, was a movie by JP Habak. Uh, woohoo, UP Alum, what's up? Proud hey. Alum. Hello. Um, it is about unrequited love. Basically, Maha Salvador, her character is in love with her best friend played by mm-hmm. Paolo Avellino. And it really catches people 
with this whole unrequited love thing. Like, parang, shit, in love ako sa best friend ko, pero di pwede. Mm-hmm. 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 Thing. Mm-hmm. Tapos, ang hirap pa because you go on a trip together. So, paano yon? Like, the, the setting's all romantic. You're drinking. You're having fun. And somehow, you get jealous because uh, of Pathy. Hindi ko makalimutan si Pathy. Si Jasmine Curtis Smith. Ang ina ko si pangal niyan, Pathy. Kaya, punchline yun sa movie. Si Pathy. I love Pathy. Of of course, there's that girl you get jealous of. And basta, ang galing, ang galing ni Maha Salvador doon. And if you spent any time in UP in, you know, the... Maginhawa. Early to mid-2000s, <laughs> you know. This movie, like a healthy chunk of it, you know, you, it's like a love letter to that age of when you didn't necessarily go home after school, where you'd yeah. hang out in teacher's village. Yep. And, you know, their, their, their freaking road trip starts in tomato kick. So, uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, how can I not love this? Like, they brought it back to its former glory. That, you know? That was, uh, it's the before graduation trip, diba? Right? Mm-hmm. Like you see, um, this is this is a pivotal moment in their lives where this girl is super in love with one of her best friends. And yes. then they know that after college, things are never gonna be the same. So when they go on this trip, she's thinking like, what's gonna happen? Will this be the moment I finally tell him how I feel? Will this go anywhere? Mm-hmm. Will will this change how he sees me? How we see each other? Will will, will this break us apart? Lalo not you're graduating. That's such a big moment in your life, and it really hurts you because that ending song just like punches you in the gut. Like how do you expect not to cry when you play "Burnout" by Ebe Dancel? Yeah. <sighs> Tang ina. <laughs> I have to watch this movie dude. It's oh, such a good fucking tang, movie dude ina. You have to watch this Honestly I will I, watch this I saw tang, it on the big screen <laughs> I saw this on the big screen Because I wanted to experience it In all of its glory And I was not disappointed And Talking as I mean being presented as Essentially a love letter To that very specific Time In your life That you know A lot of people have gone through it accomplished brilliantly and mm-hmm. I, I, I love this movie. <sighs> wow, that was that was more tiring than I thought it would be. <laughs> it's, burnout kasi, tag in eh. And it's not just the Ebe Dancel version pala, it's the 3D version. It has Ebe Dancel, Jonoy Danao, and Bullet Dumas. Agoy. It's that version. Okay. Oh shit. Putang ina. <laughs> Nananakit kayo, putang ina nyo. <laughs> I was like, what the hell is the 3D version? And then you said all the names. Like, ah, that's cool. And I'm I'm not even sure if they were actually drunk while this happens, because they were so convincing as drunk people. Alam mo yung parang shit, yung magkakalat ka, tangina ito na. You should ask Puta. Ito na ba? Lalabas ko na ba yung feelings ko? Kasi lasing ako. <laughs> We've all been there, guys. Good stuff. Good stuff. Burnout is a heavy place to close with the films that we've loved from the last decade of rom-coms. But let's talk about some of the ones that we didn't love. What are some of the ones that just pissed you off? Aloha. 
<laughs> I didn't bother watching that movie. But so it, it also had an off. Asian lead. Emma Fuck Stone? <laughs> Emma Stone who kept saying that I'm Hawaiian and but looking so fucking white. The movie is so stupid. Stop it. I, I love Cameron Crowe but Aloha was a mistake. I think they all just did that one for the paycheck. Most Ugh, likely the paycheck. So bad. I mean, honestly, like what the actual hell? That was kind of bad. Oh, okay, I, I'm going to throw in I'm going to throw in everything after the first kissing booth. Um, I like the first one. The, yeah, everything after the first one. It's kind of it's, it's like the Matrix where you like the, you, you enjoy the first one then you just discard the rest. Yes. Much yes, discarding. Right? Goddamn. Mm-hmm. A lot. A lot. It's like, it's everything's forced. Stupid. Oh, kissing. funny you mentioned something about Groundhog Day earlier with mm-hmm. Palm Springs. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about Love Wedding Repeat. Oh, sayang oh. yun. Sayang I wasted yun. two hours of my life. Could have been good. It just from the concept. Been. Yeah. I mean, Sam Claflin and Olivia Munn. Had, it was a waste. I had of, high hopes for them. Yeah, I know. It really was a waste of, of you know, of… Of the talent. But then it was so, so, so boring. Or it tried. It really tried with the whole non-linear thing. Like jumping timelines and but maybe like people imagining shit. Alternate but realities like, yeah, and stuff. Yeah, but mm, didn't no, work. Yeah. Like, there was, it, it felt rushed. It felt like it, was, it wasn't ready to be filmed and they still went with it. That's parang, I don't. I don't think they knew what they wanted to do. Yeah, honestly. exactly. Parang they were just like, "Oh, let's just make it non-linear. Let's let's um shoot in the perspective of this character, etc., mm-hmm. etc." But they didn't really know how to tie it together well. So yeah. clever. Yeah, yeah you know, a waste. You know what else is bad? Um, we were talking. We've talked a lot about holiday theme movies and um, and anthology films. Mother's Day is terrible. I didn't even. I didn't even bother watching. Oh my it. god! It's got it's got Jennifer Aniston and 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 um shit. Uh, Jason Sudeikis is in it, and and Julia oh, Roberts. Really? That's a cast. And, yeah, <laughs> it, it's so bad. It's so bad. They and the sad part is it's the same director as Pretty Woman and New oh. Year's Eve. <laughs> well, New Year's Day Eve isn't really and, good. And uh, Princess Diaries. I think his oh. prime was Pretty Woman to Princess Diaries, considering that New Year's Eve came after that. So bad, so so bad. I I I cannot, I cannot yeah. even. Mother's Day. I think you know you're running out of holidays if you're making a movie out of. Is Mother's, Mother's Day, Day even a holiday? Yeah, uh, it's a, like a special a, a, weekend. I, I'm hoping have, your like, mother never hears this. <laughs> what the hell, man? I'm a dad, so I don't consider Father's Day mm. a holiday. Look at me. I made a human. Like, it doesn't hard. even have a set date. It just has, you know, like <laughs> a special weekend. It's like, oh, on this day, but it's not a May 15. Or I'm going to tell your wife that she doesn't deserve a day as per you. No, I'm, I'm not, I, <laughs> I didn't say that. I just said it's not, it's not even a holiday. It's a special day dedicated to moms. I can say that. I'm a parent. Y'all just keep digging that hole. You're not going to get out of it. <laughs> uh, parent card. Amazing. It's too bad we already did last Christmas because I would totally throw it in here too. Yeah. Yeah. Or you could get to he's all that. Oh, let's, have, oh, let's have Misha take. Oh. Misha, you have the floor. Yes, I would like to give Misha, Misha, Misha shit. Like, see, this is where I love it when Misha hates movies. I you know. I'm going to have fun with this. Yeah. Bring out the popcorn, guys. Uh, he's still screaming. It's What's that? So bad. It's so bad. 
guys, he's crying. Oh my god, it's so fucking I think bad. He's crying. It's like, <laughs> oh my god, why did they? You, you okay? So like, you all know that about she's all that, right? It's mm-hmm. about. Come on, Rachel Lee Cook. How can right, you Rachel Lee Cook and cool guy in school makes Jr. a bet that he can make her over into the prom queen, you know. Paul Walker was there. Paul Walker was there. He was Bless the douchebag who started the bet. Bless yep. his soul. Uh-huh. And it's like that typical rom-com thing where the quote-unquote fugly girl just removes her glasses and undoes <laughs> her hair. And all of a sudden, she's prom queen material because she was beautiful the whole time and nobody knew. But he's all that. He's all that. He's all that. Now, we got a remake. But you're not sure if it's a remake because the mom of the lead character is Rachel Lee Cook. But she's not playing her character from She's All That. She's playing another character who is an overworked nurse. Sacrilege. (laughs) This is sacrilege. (laughs) I am offended. Oh my God. Even Matthew Lillard is here. He's a member of the faculty. My millennial heart is offended. <laughs> it's so fucking bad. <laughs> it's so bad. Okay, okay. But the the lead yeah. guy, so basically the same thing, except now with social media. So the girl, right, she's played by Addison Ray, who is an influencer in real life. And she's an influencer and she says she can make uh, uh, anybody an influencer. Uh, uh. So we're gonna turn this dorky guy in school. This ugly guy into influencer prom king material, right? I'm that's sorry, the, it's so that's the bed. Fucking the bed. shallow. Oh does my it, god! Does it have shallow. TikTok references? Please oh tell me it has TikTok dancing references. She is references. a TikTok influencer. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's so bad. So you know, now would be the right time to have static, right? So <laughs> so so the influencer is pissed off because her boyfriend left her, whatever. So and this is all. And, she, and this is all live streamed to everybody. Her humiliation, her ultimate humiliation, where it's revealed that he's been cheating on her the whole time, whatever. And there's a breakup and it's messy. So she's going to get back at him by making herself happy, by getting a new guy. And they'll be prom king and queen, so on and so forth. The dude that she chooses is the guy from Cobra Kai, <laughs> who is not an ugly dude, okay? He's not an ugly guy by any stretch. Uh, Tanner Buchanan is not ugly. He's not frumpy. They don't even, he doesn't even have to do the glasses reveal because he's not even wearing glasses. He's just this dungis dude who dresses in flannel and he's got long hair. And hey, that can be hot. He actually is kind of fucking hot. That's why you don't know why he's an outcast. I don't know what the fucking point of this movie then is. What's it's just the so point? bad. The makeover is the thing. They're, oh it's my God, it's so bad. And the only point of the makeover is to show his eight-pack when he takes his shirt off. Ah. Mm. He's too young for you, Mai. I know. That's <laughs> why I'm not interested. <laughs> like, I'm not… I'm not. No, and then know, just when you're I'm thinking that… Just when you're thinking maybe this movie can do something. Maybe it can… It, it, it's got something different about it or something. Every single time you get your hopes up, it finds a way to let you down. It really does. Like at I can't some believe point, it can find a way to get your hopes up. You remember how I said he's the guy from Cobra Kai? He actually gets to do karate against some guys Why? in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. What? And and then you have cameos from people like Kourtney Kardashian. What? I, because I, it's it's about a TikTok uh, influencer. I want to hate watch this drunk. <laughs> yes, you have to hate watch this. Let's it's so fucking it. bad. I, I want let, to hate watch it. Let's do it. Drunk. 
Like, and oh he actually God. gets to do the line. Is like, say it to me. Tell me to my face. Was I a bet? Was I a fucking bet? Except now it just looks like it. It looks like it's like a porn parody. The way he delivers the line, it's just so bad. <laughs> like, bump, chicka, well, well, in oh, the it's background. just like. <laughs> uh, like, dude, you knew what kind of a shallow, horrible TikTok influencer this person was. Why are you even surprised? I mean, seriously. Like, everything's uh, on social media, dude. Everything's on social media. <laughs> but it's okay because he come, becomes like, you know, uh, he becomes like even, you know, the kung fu, the karate fight ends up on social media. This, this whole thing is so stupid. Oh, God. Uh, and his, he's like antisocial. He's a rebel and all that. And his disgusting job is that he helps clean the stables. Um, you know, for rich people's horses. This is so, of course kind of porny. <laughs> yeah, the influencer, the influencer, she steps in horse poop at some point. Go, it's so funny. I, I can't believe some people rated this five. Um, maybe one was the highest. You know, some some say some some people say it's a five out of five. It's like why? It's like basically they just wanted to use the title. She's all that, but they made it so it's so pandering. It's like it's like. It's like what a 45-year-old screenwriter thinks teenagers do and talk and think like. It's, it's, it's like a middle-aged white man's perception of what TikTok is. That's what this movie is and it's just so fucking bad. So I don't know who it's supposed to appeal to because actual people who are into TikTok will not like it because they're like, it's not, that's not how it is. People who grew up on She's All That will be like, why are you remaking this with this garbage? And people who like the actors or the influencers that are in the movie, they're, they're, there's not a good movie for them to watch. So please don't watch He's All That if you're sober. That's so mouthful. All right. And then at the very end, at the prom where everyone's happy, at the prom where everyone's happy again, Rachel Lee Cook and Matthew Lillard show up just to remind you that they were in the original, but they're completely different characters now. Fuck and they join shit. a big dance number that closes out the movie at the prom. And I don't think we can go any more downhill from there. So thank you. <laughs> what the <laughs> shit? Oh my god, he's still angry. Stupid fucking movie. You wasted two hours of your life watching this stupid shit. I feel bad for you. <sighs> Sober? Sober? Stupid fucking reboot, I swear. So yeah, I think that's a very good note to end on. Misha's angst. <laughs> so I so guess bad. we've given you enough suggestions if you do kind of want to love it up movie-wise for Valentine's season. So we've given a lot of good suggestions. Maybe we missed some. Let us know if there might have been some that didn't make the list. So please let us know on our Facebook group, Sub Tours. We like movies. And Misha, yes? They even find a way oh to fuck God. up the song! They have the song! He's not done! We're so sorry, guys! They they fuck up the song. Kiss me. They remixed it and rearranged it. It's so bad. So we what also was it? have Instagram. Now? We also have Instagram <laughs> at sub underscore auteurs. Please follow us there as well and our Facebook page. Sub Everyone responsible for this oh movie my God, this should be dragged into ending. the street and shot. <laughs> <laughs> that is really not. He has so much hate for this movie. Oh my god. Uh, Are you done? I'm sorry. I'm done. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
Okay. We are the Saboteurs. Happy Valentine's Day. My name is Mai. I'm Misha. Happy Valentine's Day. Anja. It's not done. Sobrang galit ni Mai. so bad. Maybe we should have ended on a high note. This is like ending on a... Even the poster is bad. Oh my God. Okay. End, end credits. Bye! <laughs> Bye, guys! Goodbye! Screw you guys! I mean, really? What the hell? Why did you not watch it? Why did you not watch it? No, no. What's going to happen is you're going to watch it, but you're going to anticipate a train wreck, and then you will just giggle. <laughs> Now, you're not going to hate it. You're going to laugh. <laughs> it's true. It's kind of what happened with the Matrix Four. It's so bad. <sighs>